the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You were made to think big, do big, But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast. Today we will hear a classic message from Bishop Greer. We believe this word will bless you, so let's get into this classic teaching. I really love that testimony. Now we don't come to church just to attend, we come to be changed. That's exactly what's happening here, and I'm so delighted to be a part. Open your Bibles to 1 Samuel 16 and 1. Then we're going to move to Judges and then back to Samuel, and we're going to do some jumping around a little bit. But I think you're going to leave here with uh, some new understanding. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that uh, this time of ministry will bear fruit, that uh, folks will understand, hearts will be open, but ultimately you'll get all the glory and all the honor. And the church says, amen. First Samuel 16 and verse 1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, Samuel was the last judge of Israel. And after Samuel died, God no longer led the nation through judges. He led the nation through kings. Here's what scripture says about this period. Let's jump to Judges chapter 2 and verse 18. And when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. Now, these judges were uh, not like the judges in our courtrooms today. These were men and women, by the way, of God, that uh, God used to defeat the enemies of Israel and bring the nation into peace. It goes on to say, for the Lord was moved by their groaning. Scripture is saying to us that each judge was raised up in answer to the people's prayer. And the quality of leadership that God raises up in every generation is often a direct result of the people's prayer or lack of prayer. The reason why some people are prominent who should not be prominent is because of our prayers or our lack of prayers. And if the right people will go to praying, some of the nonsense we've been seeing would stop. First Samuel 3 and 19. Let's dig into the background of Samuel just a, a little bit here. So Samuel grew. How many of you know who Samuel was? How many of you remember from a sermon maybe a couple years ago? Okay, just, just a few. Y'all must be new. <laughs> well, Samuel was the miracle child of Hannah and Elkanah. And Hannah promised the Lord that 
if she would heal her barrenness and give her a child, that she would give him back to the Lord. So the Lord took her up on her promise and she had a baby. And when the baby was weaned, she brought the little child to the temple and he was raised by the priest, the high priest, Eli. Here's a statement I, I enjoy. Don't cheat, don't lie, and don't make promises to God you don't keep. That's important. Actually, it's supposed, it's supposed to rhyme best. It's don't lie, don't cheat. Don't make promises to God you don't keep. I'll get that right in the next service. <laughs> and the Lord was with him. And he let none of his words fall to the ground. This is amazing. Only Jesus lived a life like this. Samuel had a remarkable life. He was a remarkable man. But in spite of his outstanding leadership, I need you to read these verses in 1 Samuel 8 and verse 19. Yes, we're jumping around. Stay with me. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. When people walk away from God, it's not always the fault of the leader or the church. Sometimes it's just that person's fault. Because Samuel was one of the finest leaders the nation had known. But still, they would not listen. And they said no to Samuel. We will have a king over us that we also may be like all the other nations. Notice the motive. Lord, we no longer want to stand out. We just want to fit in with everybody else. Here's the deal. When our church pulpits echo the same voices and the same statements of our declining culture, we are in trouble. Matthew 5 and 13, Jesus says this. He says this. You are the salt of the earth. But if, meaning it's possible. So you could be a church with a steeple on top, but no Holy Ghost within. He said, but if the salt loses its what? Flavor. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't want to lose my flavor. You see, the fact we're different is what makes us attractive. Folks try to put pressure on me every week. Conform to the world. Line up with Oprah. Line up with what what they're saying on TV and what they're saying on the news. I I read something in my psychology book. And Pastor uh, Bishop, I I, I want you to preach a little bit more like the, the Reader's Digest than the man who's ingested. Matter of fact, is that book still around? Okay. He said it's online. Anyway. Let's, let's read what Jesus said. And again, I'll get it right by next time. But if the salt loses its flavor, I can lose my flavor. Do you know the devil... All he wants is for grace to lose its flavor. For this church to become like every other church. And for you to leave here just like everybody else. But if she loses her favor, how shall it be seasoned? Then watch what Jesus said. I didn't say it, but Jesus said it. It is then good for what? Nothing. Nothing. When we try to be like everybody else. We become good for nothings. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. And a lot of people trying to put pressure on me to be a good for nothing pastor. 
to just mimic what the world is saying. But I got a fire shut up in my bones. And as long as I'm alive, I'm going to say what this book says. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. In fact, I've discovered the more I preach his word, the more people come. Because people are hungry for truth, not the nonsense of soliloquy and homily and all that nonsense. People want God's word. And when you start dishing it out, people will come. People will come. People will come. He said, it's good for nothing. And watch this. This is Jesus. But to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You see, people lose their respect for the church. When we try to be more like them than like God. It, it, it's, being, it's being different. It's getting on people's nerves. It's, it, it, it's speaking this message that, that is our very signature. Lose it with just a club. Lose it with just another organization. We got to stick to this message, though sometimes it's salty. Mm. Though sometimes I might get on your nerves. Sometimes I might challenge you. Sometimes you might not like what I say and kind of wonder where I'm coming from. But this pastor hasn't lost his salt. As long as that keeps happening, you keep coming. The day it stops happening, you need to find another church. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. 1 Samuel 8, 19. No, Samuel. We want to be like everybody else. We will have a king over us that we may also be like the other nations. And that our king, instead of our judge... Samuel could have took this personally, but it wasn't about Samuel. It was about the people's heart that strayed from God. That the king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord. Samuel was God's anointed instrument for the hour. He had a prayer life that mattered. And when he went to God, it would change the nation. And if I borrow from R.T. Kendall, he calls Samuel today's man, today's man, today's man. But we're going to discover in a few minutes how you can become yesterday's man. So the Lord said to Samuel, listen to them, heed their voice and make them a king. If we insist, Sometimes God will judge us by giving us what we ask for. You see, they wanted a worldly king. That's what God gave them. All you were interested was hips, lips, and fingertips. That's what God gave you. Now you wonder why. All you wanted was something with a little bit of muscle, something a little bit warm. And three, four years later, God, why don't he love me? Sometimes God's judgment is answering our silly prayers. Lord, protect me, protect us from our prayers and the things that we sometimes desire when we know better. So glad you came. 
1 Samuel 16 and verse 1. So Saul became the first king of Israel. But watch what happened. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Saul had not died. Something worse happened. He disobeyed God one time too many. He crossed a line. I don't know exactly where that line is for each of us, but I'm not trying to find out. But Saul found out. I don't know how close you can get to it and not do it without slipping in. But I am not trying to find out. I want to live as far away as possible so there's not a remote chance that it could become an issue in my life. How long shall you mourn for Saul? The answer to the people's prayer brought sadness and not gladness. Seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. God loves Saul. God loved the nation. But God's love for Saul did not stop the consequences. This is important. The Bible does not say that Saul did not go to heaven. But what it's about to tell us is he lost his power on earth. Every sin may not keep you out of heaven, but it will steal your authority and power God has given you in this life. We are servants to whom we choose to obey. How long, Samuel, will you mourn for Saul, seeing I've rejected him from reigning over Israel? Now, Samuel and Saul were about the same age. So this is not really about age being today's or yesterday's man. But as long as Samuel continued to obey God, he remained today's man. But as long as Saul continued to disobey God, the more sure he would become yesterday's man. It's our obedience that determines our longevity and not our position or our title. Yes. Let me say something. I could be bishop for the next 40 years, but I may have stopped being bishop three days from now. The problem is some of y'all ain't discerning enough to know. Because I know some of my friends who stopped pastoring 15, 20 years ago. But the people don't know it. Because sometimes we get the pastor we deserve. I'm preaching better than you saying. My prayer every election is, Lord, don't give us the man or woman we deserve. Please, Lord God, don't give us a president or another Supreme Court justice that we deserve. Samuel 18, 6. Let's watch Saul's fall here. Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines that the women, with men, is either power, money, 
or the ladies. Don't be fooled by the big brown eyes, the big muscles, the big grin. Because underneath all the bigness is often big insecurity. And for every young man, it takes a lot of maturing to get past this. It says the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul. Tambourines on their hip with joy and with musical instruments. And they said, Saul has slain thousands. And Saul was like, yeah, I did, I did, I did. But it was this next lyric. And David has tens of thousands. Saul heard it. He wanted to break the record player, and I just dated myself. The CD, I just dated myself again. <laughs> iTunes. Saul got angry. He felt upstaged. He felt David was stealing the show. Ladies, let me give you a little advice. When you go home, Tell your husband that grace was great, but quickly let him know he's still the greatest. He's still the greatest, baby. He's still the greatest, baby. Don't bring any problems into this house. You hear what I'm saying? He might be a big man, but under it all, often lies big insecurity. Be wise. And the saying displeased Saul. You see, the greater your position the greater your position magnifies your weaknesses. And if he was just a, some, some pawn that got jealous, it wouldn't have impacted the nation. But because he was a king with this insecurity, it impacted everybody in the entire realm and reign. And he said, they've ascribed to David tens of thousands. And to me, they have ascribed only thousands. Most of us would be happy with thousands. But we start to lose our contentment when we compare ourselves with others. See, I was happy with my car till I saw your car. I was happy with my house till I saw your house. I don't want to say this because I'm really happy with my wife, but hypothetically, I, I was happy with my wife till I saw your wife. I didn't want to confess that over myself. And many of us live that way. I know your wife may be taller. I, I know your, your, your wife. I don't want to mess with this. Where am I going with this? I'm getting a mess. But let me just stop there. Okay. But as tall as your lady might be, I like them little. I used to didn't like little ladies, but she's converted me. If she ever leaves me, I'm going to show up with another little one. She's changed me. I'm happy with what I got. But some of y'all need to be, be happy with your tall one. And she need to convert you. So if she leaves you the next one, you hear what I'm saying? 
You got to get happy with what you got. Forget about what everybody else got. All right, let me go back. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? Insecurity is the quickest way to become yesterday's man. A has-been. When we let ourselves get preoccupied with the contribution of someone else, and stop celebrating the value of our own contribution, that's when we lose it. That's when we blow it. Here's something I've learned. There's always going to be somebody that does something better than me. There are guys that cook better than me, guys that are faster than me, guys that are smarter than me, guys that are taller than me, guys that are stronger than me. I've made peace with that. I'm just thankful that I have something to offer. And if you humble yourself, not always having to be the number one. And just be happy you're on the team. Because the fact is, you may not be MVP. But everybody that, that, that wins that championship ring gets that extra check. I just want to be on the team. That's all I want. I'm just happy to be on the team. I may not be pastor of Grace Church, but I'm happy to be at Grace Church. Hear what I'm saying. I may not have all the money, but I'm happy to have some money. I may not have all the girls, but I'm happy about that girl. You hear what I'm saying? And when you live like that, You'll stay relevant and current. You will not become yesterday's dude like Saul. And it happened on the next day. You see, this type of behavior opens up the door to the devil. That a distressing spirit from God, the devil, but Saul opened the door, came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the house so David played music with his hands as at other times but there was a spear in Saul's hand he was prophesying one minute and the next minute trying to kill somebody I have a few members just like that (laughs) and insecurity will make you double minded one way one day another the next singing to Jesus one moment cursing like the devil the next insecurity, not really sure who you are. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. You see, he attacked David as if David was the problem, but the real problem was in himself. You might be mad at somebody else for what they have, what they accomplished, what they've achieved, but the real problem is the man in the mirror the woman in the mirror, the real issue is you. How many of y'all never coming back here again? Okay. <laughs> but David escaped his presence twice. What's most amazing about this story is that in spite of David's mistreatment, David remained faithful and loyal to Saul. How we respond to people that hurt us says more about us than it does about that person. Verse 12. Now Saul was afraid 
That's a Bible way of saying he felt threatened. Demons get in our ear to make us feel threatened. David was a gift to Saul. David was really, in fact, his most loyal of all men. Because even when David could have killed him, when, David, when Saul was trying to kill, kill, kill David, he wouldn't. So Satan got in his ear and destroyed one of the greatest gifts God had given to Saul. And Satan will get in your ear and, and, and cause you to sabotage through your own security. Things that are designed to bless you and add to you. You see, you may have big muscles, be tall and strong, but you're on my team, so I'm good with it. You may have more money than me, but you're on my team. I'm good with it. You may speak better than me, but if we're on the same team, I could whisper in your ear and you could say it better than I could ever say it. I'm good with it. But because we are not numero uno, we start trying to cut down here and all that. Yeah, if I was a gym rat like that, I'd have some muscles too. He don't eat no food and pushing up weights. He's just vain. That's all. He just like to look in the mirror and reflect. And that's what we do. It's ugly. It's beneath you. It's demonic. It's not right. And it ought not be for a king in Christ's kingdom. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next time as we continue this classic teaching with Bishop Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.